It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. It's Friday. I love Fridays because we get to talk about I'll Do Better Tomorrow. This is the segment on the podcast where we focus on what went well or what didn't over the past week and try to figure out how we can do things better. And in the background... That's not why you like Fridays. Why do I like Fridays? Because we get to be together. Okay, so for those of you who have uh, missed the news, uh, Kylie and the kids are on the coast. We're moving there. I'm still in Brisbane trying to pack up the house, get the tradespeople to come through and get it all ready for sale. We're almost on the market, finally. It's been such a long process, but we're nearly there. Uh, About a week or so to go now, thank goodness. Uh, Kylie, because it's I'll Do Better tomorrow, I think that it's time for us to have a conversation about what we've learnt this week about parenting, what we did well, what we didn't do so well. It's a moment of truth, perhaps. Uh, Do you want to go first or should I? Oh, look, there's been so many ups and downs. I've actually really struggled to make a decision on what I should share with you today. Yeah. But I'm going to go a little bit sciencey on you, I oh, think. Oh, wow. Okay. This is a, <laughs> a, a reverse in, uh, in, in the way we normally do things, but that's fine. Let's hear it. Well, we talk a lot about gratitude on the podcast and especially the benefits of gratitude. Um, but the other day I was reading Brene Brown's latest book, Atlas of the Heart, and it's just this amazing book that kind of really gets to the nitty-gritty of what each emotion is and how it manifests in us. And um, she wrote about gratitude, and she actually included a quote by Robert Emmons. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's the yep. world. Bob, Bob Emmons is the world's most uh, renowned gratitude researcher. I've got two of his books on my shelf right behind me. <laughs> well, I might just have to read them because I really appreciated what he said. Yeah. He said, research on emotion shows that positive emotions wear off quickly. Our emotional systems like newness. They like novelty. They like change. We adapt to positive life circumstances so that before too long, the new car, the new spouse, the new house, they don't feel so new and exciting anymore. I found that fascinating and I'm going to talk about that soon. But he goes on to say, but gratitude makes us appreciate the value of something. And when we appreciate the value of something, we extract more benefits from it, we're less likely to take it for granted. In effect, I think gratitude allows us to participate more in life. We notice the positives more and that magnifies the pleasures you get from life. Instead of adapting to goodness, we celebrate goodness. We spend so much time watching things, movies, computers, screens, sports, but with gratitude, we become greater participants in our lives as opposed to spectators. And as I was reading that, like I said, I was really blown away with this idea that um, positive emotions wear off so quickly because I think about um, when I'm angry, for instance, and I can be angry for a really long time. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) It just doesn't seem to disappear. But like he acknowledges, you get a new dress or whatever and the feeling of that wears off really quickly. Yeah, I feel uh, like every time I get a new dress, the feeling of excitement wears off very quickly (laughs) indeed, I can tell you now. (laughs) So the reason I was sharing that was I, number one, just I guess for me a mental note that those positive emotions do actually disappear quite quickly and that gratitude gives us an opportunity to almost relive those positive emotions, and we extract more benefits from life by expressing gratitude because of that capacity for us to relive. And so I had an experience with the kids this week that just really highlighted that for me. 
um, one of our daughters, she's having a bit of a rough time at the moment and she just did not want to get up for school. And no matter what I asked of her, it just wasn't going anywhere. And so I just decided to kind of, you know, give her a bit of space and just acknowledge that she wasn't going to make it to school on time, but that if I played my cards right, that hopefully she would actually go to school in her own time. And she eventually got up. She had a big, big sleep in and she got up and I made her some breakfast and we just had a really nice, calm morning. I didn't badger her. We were just able to have a conversation and she shared some of, you know, the experiences she's having at her new school. And without me even asking her, she kind of finished the conversation. She said, Mom, I think I might go to school now. And so she went and got herself ready. Wow. But it wasn't until that night when we sat around the dinner table and I asked each of the girls to express what they were grateful for, that she was able to share with me just how important that moment was. Because so often, um, because our lives are busy, there's not a lot of time for us to just sit and be still and for her to not have to share me. And she was just so grateful that while it meant she got to school late, that she was able to have a sleep and she really, really felt like her body just needed that right now. And then she was able to just have some still time with me. And it, that meant so much to her. In my mind, you know, we kind of, I was doing everything I could to just stay calm and just, you know, help <laughs> her work through it. But for her, it was such an important moment and I would have missed it if I had have just been so caught up in the agenda. Yeah. But the expression of gratitude meant that I actually got to relive that moment in a totally different way because of this perspective she brought to the table. And so I just wanted to share that because I found it really powerful um, in uh, marrying up what I had read um, this week and the aha moments that I'd had myself in there and then kind of seeing it come to fruition as my children were able to share their expressions of gratitude. So I'm extracting a number of take-home messages from this. Number one, uh, read Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart. I think that's probably the <laughs> that's the ultimate take-home message. No, 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 no number one really is uh, let the kids sleep in, even if they're going to be late for school. Sorry, I'll get <laughs> I, it. I don't. I don't know how many parents will uh, like that take-home message. So so what is, from your point of view, I, I mean, there's, there's a, there are actually a number of things that we can extract from this, but uh, what's, what's your ultimate take-home here? Is it be grateful? Is it slow down and just be with the kids? Is it a combination of reliving and savouring the good moments uh, and the other two things? Where, where, where do you land on this? All of them. For me, it was just, you know, kind of letting go of the agenda and giving my child the space that they needed in that moment, but then having those beautiful moments of gratitude and expression of gratitude that allowed us to relive that moment with greater perspective and understanding. Up next, the way that we completely destroyed our last weekend and what that did to help us to make, uh, make, make life better, to make sure that we could do better tomorrow, plus perhaps the most heartwarming moment I've had with my kids in weeks. It's the Happy Families Podcast. For a happier family, try a Happy Families membership because a happy family doesn't just happen. Details at happyfamilies.com.au. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. And today we're sharing our insights and reflections from the week that was. So we're only supposed to share one, but I'm going to share two. A couple of nights ago, you gave me a quick call and said, uh, I'm losing it. I'm not doing well at all. And we've got a child who is not happy 
I can hear the screaming in the background from our seven-year-old Emily, who was just over it, right? I mean, this this is a really hard time where our family's relocating. I'm only with you guys two or three nights a week at the moment. A brand new school, not in any permanent address yet, while we're still uh, trying to get our house sold so that we can buy a new place or rent a new place on the coast. Everything's kind of not where it belongs, and our children are, are lacking the rhythm and routine of regular life. So you gave me a buzz and said, and, and this is the this is the great thing, the take-home message. I'm going to share it before I even share the story. When you're in the middle of the firefight, it's really hard to get the perspective you need. Sometimes you need to step back. You've got to create a new perspective, create some distance so that you can figure things out. And and you knew that you couldn't because you were juggling um, irritable children, a couple of them, and one who was absolutely losing the plot. So you gave me a call and said, I need you to talk to Emily. So Emily came to the phone reluctantly and still hollering, And I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it popped into my head, but I said to her, you sound so upset. Would it be helpful if I sing you a song? So normally we've got a nighttime routine uh, where whenever, whatever night I'm putting the kids to bed, after I've read stories and given them hugs and said prayers, I'll sing songs to them until they fall asleep or until they can't take it anymore. And um, she said, if you want to which I couldn't believe. I thought she was going to shut me down straight away because when she's in that mood, she does not want me to sing. So I sang her one of our favourite special lullaby songs uh, and she was quiet. She was engaged. And so I said, would you like me to sing another one? So I sang our second most favourite one and then I asked if I could sing one more, my favourite, which I did, uh, As I Have Loved You. It was just this beautiful moment. And by the end of that, she was quiet. She told me that she loved me. She hung up the phone. You sent me a text message 10 minutes later and the two of you were lying in bed cuddling and hugging and and smiling. And I just thought, ah, nailed it. It's about perspective. It's about distance uh, and and really connecting with our kids. And it just, it really, really hit me. So I wanted to share that as a short, I'll do better tomorrow, just to highlight to anyone who's going through it, sometimes just pulling in the reserves, pulling in somebody who's not in the situation, who doesn't have the emotional baggage that we're carrying in the middle of the firefight, it can be the circuit breaker and make all the difference. You're a great circuit breaker. <laughs> all right. Now, the, the real one that I wanted to share, though, is this one. <laughs> uh, on the weekend, we we had an experience that could have been disastrous, and I shared it on social media. It kind of went a bit bononkers on social media. We ended up with something like 250 comments and uh, like thousands and thousands and thousands of, of, of views and shares and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and here's what I wrote. I wrote, quality family time. It requires intention and a commitment to do things together, even when the inertia of sitting on the couch is strong. In fact, can I just jump in here, Kylie? You know, I really don't like getting off the couch on a Saturday or getting out of bed on a Saturday and doing stuff that requires effort, like going for a bushwalk or a bike ride. I know we do it all the time, but I don't want to do it. I want to sit in a cafe and have somebody give me food and drink. I want to hang around with you and talk about adult stuff and not drag the kids through the humidity somewhere that they don't want to be and I don't want to be. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to do Super Saturday sometimes. I can't believe you've just said that. <laughs> do you ever feel like um, it would be nicer to not go to the effort? And just watch All a movie. All the time. <laughs> like, I think that's normal as a parent. Right? And, and that's how I was feeling. Anyway, on Saturday, we decided for our Super Saturday, because I'd seen something on Instagram about a really great place about an hour and a half away from where we're living now. And it just looked beautiful. I saw these people swimming in these uh, swimming holes in the hinterland. 
And I said, let's go there. Let's do it. We woke up early on Saturday morning. We drove to this stunning freshwater swimming hole in the Sunshine Coast hinterland. We jumped off the rocks. We saw goannas. We had a really delicious morning tea. We skimmed stones across the water. It was just a perfect Super Saturday, except <laughs> that's, that's not really what happened. But on social media, I shared this, this beautiful blurb about what we did, and I showed the video of the kids swimming in this crystal clear swimming hole, and it looked so gorgeous. But then... I actually told the true story. And here's what really happened. Because Facebook and Instagram usually only give you the highlights, the good stuff. We left late. It was an 80-minute drive. I didn't research the place. And when we got there, we discovered that you can't get a regular car in. You need a four-wheel drive to cross a couple of river crossings. (laughs) So we had to park at the first river crossing on the side of this dirt road and hike about one and a half k's into where the first waterhole was. And the kids didn't bring shoes. And it was rocky. And it was hot. And, and it was dusty because as the cars drove past us, if they weren't trying to splash us in the water, they were kicking up dust and stones as they drove past. We ate so much dust. Uh, and we had <laughs> we had two kids that had tantrums because it was hot and it was dusty and it was uncomfortable and they didn't have shoes and we didn't plan and we didn't know where we were going. And then when we went past waterhole number one, we got to waterhole number two, but we actually didn't make it all the way because we saw people driving in and then driving back out. We were the only people walking. Uh, And finally, I stopped one of the four-wheel drives and said, "Uh, how come everyone's driving down and driving back? And they said, the place is full. Like, there are so many people. Uh, All of the waterholes were chockers. But one person said, go back to number one. It's, uh, It's probably the second best one, and it's usually pretty quiet. So we finally went back to waterhole number one. And you know what? It was actually beautiful, but I was so terrified. Well, it wasn't, wasn't, because when we first got there, we landed in front of the part of the creek where it was literally ankle deep. Oh, yeah. It was just trickling. Yeah. There was dead tree branches all over the place. And the girls and I looked at each other and kind of went, this is not what you showed us in the video. Have yeah. we just gone through all of that for this? And they were so over it. They literally stripped down to their togs and they were ready to swim in that ankle deep water before you said, oh, let me just walk down the stream a little bit and see if there's anything else worth looking at. So I walked around the corner about 50 metres and fortunately I did find a swimming hole. It wasn't the one that was in the video. It wasn't the big, beautiful one, but it was still actually, it was really nice and I got some great footage to make it look like that had been the highlight. But then I also knew that we were going to have to walk back another K and a half along a hot, dusty, (laughs) rocky road with kids with no shoes and now it's the middle of the day and it was going to be far worse. And so... I managed to grab a ride with some people who showed up. They literally arrived. They spent 20 minutes there and then they were heading off. And I just said, um, do you reckon we could fit in the back of your car? <laughs> so they, they threw us in the back of the Ranger, the Ford Ranger, and uh, <laughs> and they drove us back to the car. And, and, and I guess that was a happy ending. But the kids were a bit disappointed because once we were there, they really were enjoying it. So – the, the take-home message to all of this is, number one, do your planning. Uh, number two, make sure you've got a four-wheel drive if you're going somewhere that four-wheel drives are necessary. But but more than anything, it can actually end up being really great if you've got a great attitude, but maybe low expectations. And and also, you remember last week in I'll Do Better Tomorrow, I said that endings matter. I talked about colonoscopies. Who could forget that, my honey? <laughs> and so- uh, what, what, I don't think you could bring colonoscopies up into parenting and have it relate. <laughs> but, but, but I was remembering that podcast while I was organising this ride in the back of the car with these people. I was thinking, this has started dreadfully. Right now, we're actually having a really good time. But if we have to drag the kids back along that dirty, dusty road to the car, it's going to end badly. 
I think that I can make a happy ending for everyone if we get this ride. And and it worked out. They were happy to give us the ride. The kids enjoyed the opportunity to, to, to sit in the back of a car and zoom along the road and go through the riverbeds and all that sort of thing. They thought that was great. And, um, and we ended up having a a good time in spite of it all. But so many take-home lessons there about getting those family activities right. And, you know, i got to say, it was worth it. I, I could have sat on the couch. The, the couch could have grown arms and held me down, but I'm so glad we went and did it. If you have the adventure mindset, then everything is an adventure. Well, and it just adds to the story. Yeah, yeah, it does. We really hope that today's I'll Do Better Tomorrow version of the Happy Families podcast has inspired you to gratitude and intention with kids, maybe some psychological distance and circuit breakers where needed, and hopefully a sense of adventure for what you might be able to planfully engage in tomorrow. (laughs) Water towels and shoes, honey. Water (laughs) towels and shoes. With your kids. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention, we didn't carry any water with us either. We've done this It was in the car. (laughs) We We took it. it. We left it in the car. <laughs> All right. Enjoy your Super Saturday tomorrow. We hope that it's inspired something for you. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And if you'd like more info about how your family can be happier, you'll find everything you need at happyfamilies.com.au. A quick mention as well on Monday, an important discussion that we're going to be having about homework whether we should be doing it with the kids, whether they should be doing it at all, and talking as well about some of the big changes that Aussie schools are considering. 